0: Welcome to the Insight Podcast and Focus. Today I've got Crystal, who is a consulting actuary at Insight. Welcome, Crystal. Thanks, masamba. Is you've just done your first Foresight presentation. how yeah. did you go?
1: Yeah, it was my the actually the first external presentation I've done. But yeah, I think it went okay. I actually enjoyed it a lot. But yeah, it was fun.
0: Well, I, I guess the first thing is that you probably cracked the funniest joke we've heard today. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> no, no, I want I, I, to it, it, if someone had said that's your first time presenting, I probably wouldn't have known that. So it's interesting. You did really well. Came across, communicated well. I'm pretty sure in the Q&A, you're going to have lots of questions because you explained it really beautifully. You had some great examples. So yeah, is uh, the title of your talk was Epigenetics, the Hidden Key to Understanding Health and Insurance Risk. I know that you're presenting it at Foresight, but this is stemming off a longer piece of work you've been doing. So can you just give us a bit of background? Where did it start? You know, how long have you been working this on this for? And what are your intentions with this topic?
1: Yeah, so actually, um, I told my manager, Nicole, at work once that I want to present more in the future. And she then told me about one of her friends that's busy with like an honours or a master's degree in some form of genetics, And she told me about her friend's epigenetic studies. And I just found it so interesting. And she told me about like all of the different studies with epigenetics and everything. And I started reading up on it. But that was only earlier this year. And the more I started to read about it, the more interesting I started to find it. And yeah, it just interested me so much that the your behaviours can actually impact your health outcomes going forward, and this can then be used by insurers in the future. So, I don't necessarily have a lot of, you know, work experience in it, but hopefully I can research it more and actually move in that direction to actually
0: work in it going forward. Okay, okay, interesting. And I, and I guess maybe for, I guess not everyone to be familiar with, but what are epigenetics?
1: So, epigenetics can sort of be seen as anything that's on top of your genetics. So, And it can be changed by your behavior. So, you know, what you eat and what, you know, how often you exercise and whether you stress or not, all of these things can be taken into account in your epigenetics. And the healthier you live, the bigger the impact on your epigenetics will be in the future and the healthier your epigenetics will become. And this can then be used by insurers in the future in the underwriting and pricing. So instead of using your genetic data, that is static information that you get from your parents that you don't have any control over, you can actually control your epigenetics and this can then be used to incentivize you to live after and then reduce your premiums in the future.
0: So it's interesting because I guess in your talk you, you use the word that epigenetics is what sits on top of the genes. Yes. What gives the genes expression. Yes. yes. So a give an example, what do you mean by it gives the genes expression? Let's take two people with the same genes, mm. right, people born in the same family. Yeah. Give me an example of, of something like that.
1: Yeah, so they actually do a lot of studies on identical twins, especially because they have exactly the same genetic information. So what they found, for example, is your IQ, for example, is very irritable. So for identical twins, they would have the same IQ between them. But if you look at something like their susceptibility to different diseases or their sleep patterns, that can also be quite different between the identical twins because it's not just affected by your genetic information, but also between, so it's also affected by your environment. So if they split identical twins up that grew up in different households, for example, this will also affect your sleeping pattern, for example.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. And, and I guess if we talk about an application of epigenetics, mm. is for the insurance industry. I guess in South Africa, and I guess most of the world, life insurance allows you to apply underwriting and risk mm. rating. Obviously, in South African private health medical schemes, mm. you aren't allowed to risk rate. Mm. But I guess in a broader, we talk in a broad insurance sense. Mm-hmm. What opportunities and risks does epigenetics provide?
1: So there is a lot of... Um, so I know in the UK, for example, or I think there the health insurance industry is allowed to actually use more rating factors. So I think it's mostly in South Africa where there are a lot of constraints in terms of the healthcare industry of what the users are. But so I think in South Africa... It definitely has a lot more opportunities or benefits in the life insurance industry where we can actually underwrite and price more accurately based on epigenetic data and also manage the policy a lot. But there are also some risks in terms of using epigenetic data. So I think the two major risks is probably the that policyholders will see it as unfair discrimination when you use epigenetic information against them. So... Um, Where they don't necessarily understand what their epigenetic data is and how this can actually be used. And the other one is that it violates their or might violate their privacy, or they might think that it might violate their privacy. So I think there's probably more reputational risk attached to using epigenetic data where policyholders don't necessarily understand what it is used for.
0: Okay. So, so so if we think about it from, I guess we're talking about it from the insurer's perspective, but what about an information asymmetry where the policyholder mm. has more information than the insurer? So the scenario where the insurer isn't using it to underwrite, but that information is publicly available, is that a risk for insurers? It,
1: it can probably, yeah. So at the moment, actually, it is a risk for insurers, so that can actually help insurers to reduce some of the information asymmetry. and you also address some of the anti-selection where individuals in you know intentionally withhold information during the underwriting process so that they can then pay lower premiums in the future. So that might actually be or that can actually be seen as a benefit to an extent for the insurer.
0: Okay. Okay. So, because because I guess in my thinking is that I guess an insurance contract is an understanding of pricing of risk and information. If, mm. Yeah. If policyholders are using this information, yes. And insurers aren't. Yeah. There's an information asymmetry. Yeah. And I guess mm. the, the 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 opposite could happen where yeah. insurers use that information and it could be deemed unfair in certain mm. contexts.
1: Yeah. So that's usually like what policyholders or what individuals are the most scared of is the fact that the insurance company has all this information that the policyholders don't know about, but using epigenetics can actually address some or a lot of those concerns, because then it can actually provide the insurer with a lot of information that the policyholders didn't want to provide the insurer with.
0: Okay, okay, okay. And, And globally, has anyone adopted this use?
1: So there are, especially in the US and the UK, there are a lot of life insurance companies that have started to make use of epigenetics in their pricing and underwriting. But there's also a lot of life insurance companies, especially in the US, that explicitly say that they use epigenetics in insurance, but they use it just to provide the individuals or the policyholders with information that they can use to live a healthier or a longer life. So they mention that they don't actually use it in their underwriting or pricing but just to provide the individuals with reports on what exercises they can do or how they can actually eat healthier, for example, to live longer.
0: Okay, interesting, interesting. I wonder in those contexts whether the insurer provides an incentive for adopting a healthier lifestyle. Mm. Because if they do, then they're probably using it.
1: Yeah, I think it's relatively similar to what Vitality is doing in South Africa. So it's just a more scientific way of doing it instead of just basing it on information again that the individual provides the insurer with.
0: Okay, okay. Okay. I mean it's an interesting topic. Uh, I know this is your this is your first presentation. When else are you presenting this?
1: So I'm also presenting it at um the ASA convention later this year.
0: Okay. Are you excited about that?
1: Very, yes. I'm just yeah stressed because that's basically forty five minutes. So that's a bit longer than this presentation. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing more research about this.
0: Okay, okay. No, I look forward to it. I'll definitely be at the ASA convention. Congrats, really good presentation. Really interesting.
1: Thank you.